0: Good. good evening welcome to the third episode of the green pole podcast i'm dan crawford from hammy end i believe in consistency in selection which means these two lads keep their places from sunday's excellent outing good evening frankie taylor how are
1: you oh yeah not too bad mate very hot uh, this uh, this evening but
0: uh yeah not too bad how you doing Yeah, we're not just hot on the pitch, are we? We're hot in the, uh, wherever this is, in the podcast studio on the street. It's sweltering at the moment. I don't enjoy it. I don't know about you. Um, Alan Druitt is with us as well. He snuck into the stream team of a podcast with a strong performance (laughs) last time. Al, how's it going, my friend? Very well,
2: thank you, Dan. But I
0: feel a little bit hurt there, snuck in. That's all right, mate. I, exist, I understand. I,
2: I understand.
0: <laughs> I exist to cause you pain. You should know this by now. How long have we uh, known each other? More than too long for you to care to remember, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and although I believe in consistency and selection, we have strengthened our squad this season uh, at Hammy End, as you'll find out, during the course of the year. So these boys are under pressure. They need to give me a good performance to stay in the team for Sunday. And... Speaking of squad strengthening, like London buses, Fulham centre backs appear in quick succession after a very long wait. So I'm going to start with Frankie. How do you feel about adding Shane Duffy and Issa Diop to our central defensive options? And how quickly might we see them in the uh, starting lineup, do you reckon, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm happy with them both. Um and they they both got the similar sort of reaction from uh from supporters uh, a bit 50-50 the uh, Shane Duffy one caught me by surprise it very it very much it seemed to feel like i woke up and there were links that Shane Duffy had signed and after about a couple of hours of working Shane Duffy had signed and it completely is one of the quickest Fulham transfers i've ever seen um so you didn't really have much time to to sort of really think about it but um i think he's going to be useful i think he's good for the squad big uh experienced defender no nonsense which would we'll definitely need at some point over the course of the season um the ops the op Diop is probably the the one i'm more interested in uh obviously he's got more of uh, the better part of his career left uh he's coming off a a mixed time at West Ham. He had some really good moments, but some downs. He lost his place in the squad, but he's someone that Tony Khan wanted previously when he left to lose. Um, and he was someone, judging by Marco Silva's comments in the pre-match press conference, he's really keen on him. He's one, the one that seemed to be number one on the list. Um, so happy he came in, but I, I don't think I see either of them coming in straight away for, for Wolves. I think the boys would have had a full week of training be it that being Tim Reen and toss in, and we won't want to break up the uh, break up the partnership just just as quickly.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Both of them uh, did well last week against uh, uh, one of the best forward lines in the in the country, if not the continent. And you want to stay true to that. But it's nice to have a bit of strength and depth, isn't it, Al? It is, um, and both both players bring. A lot of
2: Premier League experience, and I think that's vital for someone like us that's trying to stay in the league after being promoted. You know, you look at recent recent seasons, and the key, I think, to a newly promoted team staying up is experience and Premier League experience. And I think we've got that in abundance with Shane Duffy and Issa Diop. Now, it wasn't that long ago that Jose Mourinho had come out and publicly said Issa Diop was one of the best centre backs he's seen around, because there was talks of him wanting him at United. Now, Mourinho's, you know, he knows what he's doing. He has done for years. So for him to come out and say something like that about Issa up shows there's a good player in there. Um, and as Frankie touched, and I don't think he had the, the best of time with West Ham towards the end of it, but he's only 25, is he? So, you know, for a central defender, he's not even reached his prime yet. So if we can get him and toss him firing, because I do think that will be our centre-back partnership moving forward not necessarily against Wolves, because I do think that Ream keeps his place. And so does Tarson. that you know we have a fierce centre-back partnership there. And it gives us an added strength from set pieces as well, which I think will be important for us as well, scoring goals this season.
0: Yeah, very good points. I mean, it does seem like we've gone a bit land of the giants with, uh, with some of our centre-backs. And we've been a bit weak in the air in both boxes, Uh, the last two times we're in the Premier League. So that's all well and good. We do need to touch on one of the negatives since we last spoke, lads, which is that we've lost Maynard Solomon for some considerable time by the sound of it. Uh, Frankie, how big a blow is that? And then we're looking at going into the market for a replacement winger, or maybe two, given that Harry Wilson is out for some considerable time as well. Uh, talk to me about William and Justin Clive. Yes,
1: yeah, so touching on uh, on on of Solomon first, obviously very disappointing. Uh, given the amount of time it took, he was kind of the first real link we had as soon as we clinched promotion um, and obviously had a very extended transfer saga with Shakhtar and I'm sure governments involved and FIFA and God knows who else, but um, yeah, it's very disappointing. But I guess the one, the one silver la- lining in that cloud is is he's not been fully integrated yet. He's not a key member of the team yet. He's just more been a planning piece. It'd be nice to have. So at least we're not missing something. Um, you can't miss something that you you didn't quite have yet. So from that side, it's positive, but obviously disappointed that we need to dip into the market again. Um, with William, very interesting interested link obviously it benefits William to come back to back to London played at Chelsea for many years and had a not so strong spell at Arsenal, but uh, he's got business interests here. Uh, Tim Vickery was saying on Sky Sports News this, uh, today. Um, I think that's mostly his, his Italian restaurant that he owns with David Luiz. I don't quite know what what other business William is doing day to day, but um, I'm sure we'll find out whilst we're uh, whilst the uh, if he does join um, on social media and whatnot, see what he's up to day to day. But yeah, I don't expect him. He's obviously had the best part of his career gone. Um, if he can help out here and there, help see, see games out, um, almost hold the reins a little bit whilst, uh, whilst Harry Wilson and Solomon are out, I think it would be a solid, solid enough signing. It's just how much we can get out of here, how much is left in that tank. How much does he want to contribute and play at the Premier League level as well? Um, we've kind of been here with players that have got a bit of star power They've got a glittering career. And another ex-Chelsea winger, Anjay Schurler, kind of comes to mind immediately. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm not totally against it. I can see how it can massively pay off, but I can also see how it massively goes uh, goes up the wall. Um, and a player on the other end of his career, Justin Klivert, um, very exciting player coming out of Ajax. Little direct winger, very good dribbling, running at defenders. He's got that finish in in the bag, playing on the left, cutting in on his right um, and bending them to the far post. He can play either wing. It's just not quite gone to plan going to Roma. He's had a couple of loans out now. And it seems to be this will be a loan with an option. Um, But you've got to take strength, I think, from Niskin Skabano having his best career, best season at Fulham, at least. Uh, under Marco Silva and Lewis Bowen saying you hope they can do the same with the uh, son of Patrick.
0: Mm, yeah, two two things there. I'd quite like to go to this uh, Italian restaurant. It had passed me by. So maybe we'll have a little excursion to one of their business interests that you have referred to there, especially if Vickery's recommending it. That's a fairly strong recommendation. And the other thing is we're talking about ex-Chelsea wingers. Let's remember two words. Damien Duff. Gave us some wonderful, yeah,
1: very wonderful true.
0: years at the tail end of his own career. Um, it might be blasphemous to put William in that company just yet, but um, it doesn't just because you're over the hill in your 30s. And I can speak from experience in that respect doesn't mean he can't contribute <laughs> to the squad, lads. Ow, uh, what are you saying about uh, Solomon and these transfer links? Solomon, I was gut. I was really gutted about.
2: I was excited when we were first linked with him before the season ended. Um, I, I remember his performances against Real Madrid um, and he just looks exciting. Now, as Frankie rightly point, pointed out, we've not seen enough of him yet and he's not been in the squad for too long for us to miss him greatly. Um, but, you know, th- it is only a year's loan as it stands. So I'm hoping he is for too long and we do get to see the best of him to, you know, post the World Cup. In regards to Cliver and William, I think Williams definitely got people talking on social media. It's definitely divided opinion. Um, but it's it's a transfer that I like for the simple reason. One, it adds depth to our squad, um, which is looking incredibly bare at the minute in terms of quality. And two, yes, he's probably over the hill, but he brings experience again, a bit like Shane Duffy. He brings that experience, but you know, with, with 15, 20 minutes to go, if we're in need of a goal, you can bring him on. And yes, he, he doesn't have that pace anymore, but he will still have that pass in him. And if he can bring out that killer pass every now and again to to get us a goal when we need it, then, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I happy with him. And plus, now this season, there's five subs. Now, this is where the bigger teams in the league have got a greater advantage because you know, their bench is littered with, with quality. Our bench is looking very frail at the moment. So, having William just being on the bench, it gives Silver that option to go, right, come on the pitch, help us change the game. And I'm hoping he can help us do that this season.
0: Can I just say, I absolutely hate this five subs rule or nine subs rule that you can bring on five subs. I mean, It's just ridiculous. I, if you, yeah. you they're, they're, it just, Makes the Premier League even more unfair for teams you get promoted. Oh, all the best teams can pick, put all of their players on the bench and they can bring on five of them. Literally almost half the team when the manager gets his tactics wrong or, you know, something. He can I mean, how are you supposed to compete with the top teams with a, with a match day squad of 20 when you're newly promoted instantly? It just seems insane to me. Was not any
2: financial fair play brought in for a similar reason to, to try and close the gap between the, well, so. the, the top teams and the bottom teams? But so if on, anything, so. the financial fair play is, you know, it's made it even worse in terms of trying to close the gap. So this five sub rule, yes, it's been happening in Europe for the last few years, but I totally agree. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. But I think that's because we're a small club with a very limited budget.
0: Now, come on, now we're massive. Oh, let's be let's be let's be realistic about this. We're massive. <laughs> Mister Carl has loads of money. We are huge, and the world will know about us. And and that's that. When Marco Silva takes us in the Champions League, we'll be dialing out all over the world. Um, but just bring you we'll back. It. not enough, clearly. Um, <laughs> now, let's uh, just bring it back to the old. Well, you you introduced FFP. All I would say about FFP is it was predominantly designed to stop teams lower down the pyramid from going to the wall. Now, the AFL hasn't really been great understatement uh, its implementation of this. But I can at least see what financial fair play was supposed to do. UEFA have introduced a whole new level of complexity and they don't seem to want to find or sanction teams who break the rules. You know, we can get into how corrupt everything is on another podcast once I've run it by our lawyers. (laughs) <laughs> um but but fundamentally i can see what they were trying to do with ffp five nine subs with five subs to uh to come on it is like this b teams thing that the premier league's top 6 keep trying to get through or the idea of playing a Premier League game in Timbuktu or America or Australia or Indonesia or something. It's just madness that greedy marketeers and money men want to push. And eventually they'll dupe enough people at the Premier League shareholders meeting to vote for it. I just find it absurd and it, it weakens the competition rather than strengthening it. But there we are rant over from me. Sorry, lads. Uh, Let's, move on to Molyneux, Saturday, Wolverhampton Wanderers um, we go there in high spirits and full of confidence according to Harrison Reed in his interview with the club's website today, uh, which is positive to read but Frankie, what do we need to be wary of when we're heading to wolves uh, this weekend aside from rail strikes <laughs>
1: yeah good luck to anyone making the trip down to reading to come back up to wolves like i I don't envy that i'm not making the trip but um yeah so um it's a different wolves than we've seen from uh from recent years they've they've gotten rid of the three at the back the nuno had developed as to take them up um and i think this shape suits their players more it almost felt as if their 3-4-3 was more to protect their center backs rather than to actually get the best out of anyone else so now they're playing up uh, at leeds uh, last week they did lose but they played very well they dominated the ball at ellen roads uh about 60 percent possession they had more shots on goal more shots on target it was just a uh there was a, an own goal and some poor goalkeeping from Jose that kind of uh, put the three points in Leeds' pocket. But they're a very good; they're looking really strong from that opening day performance. They're they're looking to dominate the ball. They've got all these players that can can interchange and work with space. Um, with Morgan Gibbs White has been brought into the ten, despite Nottingham Forest <laughs> desperately trying to spend more money to acquire him. Uh, they've got Neto and Podem. £40 on million pounds on Morgan Gibbs-White, Frankie. £40 million? Pounds?
0: I mean, it's, <laughs> what's uh, going on there?
1: It's <laughs> an interesting strategy. I'm not even sure they... Uh, the. The Forest owner has 40 million quid. I'm not sure I trust no. him whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, it, they've got a very strong side. Their flat back four now has Nathan Collins, who they just signed from Burnley, 20 million. Uh, that He's alongside Kilman, who I believe spent a little while at Fulham um, after playing some futsal, or he played futsal after. Spot I know there's on, a Fulham yeah. connection Spot there. Spot on yeah. in our academy. Yeah, another one, yeah. There, there we go. So, yeah, they're right and left-sided. Uh, it's a really strong, like, young back back two. Uh, and then Donka and Neves in front of it. It's a really good side. So I think if people go up there expecting to see this more defensive side of Wolves, I wouldn't because they're actually looking quite tasty going forward. And one thing to be wary of as well is they've not won a game in August in eleven. And they've also not won in eight games. And we all know Fulham are the, uh, the record breakers in more ways than one. So Thanks, wolves, get the, <laughs> wolves get the great for, fortune of playing Fulham, a team that is notorious for, uh, for ending these poor records.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, l- lump on the Wolves. Al, what are, you, uh, what are you looking for in this Wolves team? What do we need to do to get, get a result there, do you think?
2: See, I, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I think they've lost Connor Cody. Now, yes, he probably wouldn't have played much this season anyway, but he's been the club captain for, what, the last five years? He's probably their record appearance player in terms of the squad they have. Now, they've transitioned from a 3-4-3 or a 5-3-2, no matter how, however you want to look at it. Now, that takes some getting used to. So there's going to be a bit of time for them to adapt because a lot of that squad was under you know, Santos, um, and they're used to playing in a particular way. You know, they don't transition the ball from back to forward very quick. They're very passive when they have the ball. You know, they're they're not going to get in behind you, Um, you know, if they don't have Traore in there. Neto's quick, yes. Um, But I do think that the way they play will suit us in terms of the high press. Um, You know, they've got Collins and Kilman at the back. You know, if we can pressurise them from the start, like we did at Liverpool, I do think we will win on Saturday. Um, and I'm actually rather confident in that. Um, I just think, you know, the transitions that they're going through at the moment, it will take some getting used to for the for the team in general. And I do think it's a right time to play Wolves. Um, and I, I do think we, we're going to win and I do think it's going to be quite comfortable. But don't quote me on that because I can see myself looking like a a fool afterwards. But no, I do actually think we will win on Saturday and we're gonna do it quite well.
0: well so big talk from it and we're very used to you looking like a fool. So we'll definitely clip that up and play, <laughs> play it out when it when it all goes to pot on Saturday, you know. I mean it's uh it's uh it's just a given.
2: Um at we're we're a different animal under under Silver. I I know we're used to breaking records for the negative reason, but I do think this squad and this manager we have now, those records that we used to break in the past, I don't think you're going to see much of that anymore. I I like what Silva's done to us.
0: Yeah, I certainly think he's instilled some more confidence. And, you know, they certainly seem to have a game plan to take on Liverpool and get into them early. Um, and I've always thought that we were more suited the way Silver plays. I don't know, bring Frank and Alan back in on this. Whether we're more suited to playing away from home than at home, it certainly seemed that way at times last season. But there is something I, I, I did want to bring up: the difference in pitch size here between Craven Cottage, quite a tight pitch that other teams struggle um, to get used to, modern use a longer, wider pitch. Um, and so I, I just wonder if there might need to be a change in strategy. What do we reckon, lads, in terms of um, how we might look to play the game? Or are we going to go in with a similar game plan to to Liverpool? Frankie? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, it's, it's probably a point where we would love to have Harry Wilson and his darting runs in behind to take advantage of the uh, of the larger pitch and space. Um, but I think Mar- I think and Silva will keep it. Not maybe not quite as I don't want to say defensive because I don't think we were defensive against Liverpool, but I think we had a structure that allowed us to do more with the possession when we had it and allowed us to restrict space when we didn't have possession. It's not defensive. Defensive and doing that two very different things. I think we will we'll get more of the ball naturally. We're playing against not as not we're not playing against Liverpool's level of player, um, so we'll have more of the ball. Um, so I, I do think we'll, be, we'll get more chance to to attack, to kind of put some more moves together, some sort of more of the stuff we saw in the championship where we do get more prolonged periods of possession rather than having to do maybe more with 40% possession. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think there'll be too much change. I think it'll just be how, how we do end up attacking them. Um, it'll be an interesting battle to watch, Mitrovic versus Collins and Kilman. Uh, I think it'll be another very physical battle. Um, So how we end up getting from possession to shots on goal and to hopefully goals and three points. It'll be interesting to see it play out. All right. Al, you got anything to add there just on how we might approach it?
2: No, I
0: don't think our approach will change
2: and I don't think it's going to change all season. And there may be a few instances where it may, in terms of going away to the Etihad or going away to Anfield, mm. but I genuinely believe it doesn't matter who else we play, where we play. That Silver's teams have one team in mind, well, one thing in mind, and that's to attack. Um, yeah, go and f- again, go going back it. to yeah. yeah, going back to my previous point. You know, the transition from going from a defensive set- setting up team as Wolves to going to an attacking setup with pretty much the same team is going to be difficult. And, you know, you may see they're going to be stuck in between, in between the two at times, which is why I do think Saturday is a good time to play them. Um, but with the likes of Pereira, with the pace we've got down the wings, with Cabano, Decadova reed um, Tete and Robinson, that's where our joy will come. I do think if we're going to, when we score, and um, we score two or three, it will be balls down the flank, into the box, mitrovic cheddar. Um Yeah, okay. That's how we score our goals on Saturday.
0: Oh, I mean, it's almost not worth me going since you've described no. what's going to happen. <laughs> i go mean, home and enjoy it. <laughs> well, don't know about that, mate. Um, right. You've already answered this question, both of you, but uh, starting 11, you, you both think it's going to be pretty much similar to to Saturday. Al, would you make any changes at all to that start? Well, you obviously... Going to have to look at some players who, who, who might just need some fitness tests. But what, what, are you, what are you thinking in terms of your starting eleven? Leno on the bench I th- again? I think he
2: keeps it the same. But the only change that I think he may make is, as you said, Leno in for Rodak. Um, and I don't think anyone would have any problems with that.
0: I think it would be harsh on, uh, on Rodak, actually. But there we are. I'm a bit of a Rodak superfan. Frankie? Ultimately, though, he is our number one goalkeeper. Leno
2: was brought in to be another number one. It, I think it is a a case of it's a matter of when and not if Leno
0: comes in. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It's just a question of when. When's the right <laughs> moment, Frankie? What you what what you saying with the starting eleven, mate? Uh,
1: yeah, I think I agree with uh, agree with Val there. That and the same probably goes with with Diop. He's been brought in to be our starting centre half, probably alongside uh, Tosin, not not Shane Duffy, but. Um, I think he keeps it the same. I think you, I think it'd be harsh on anyone to drop him after that. But I think this is where it'd be interesting if we did have a Solomon. Maybe, maybe there's something he can do to unlock the Wolves' defence that, that Marco sees in 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 the in the pre-match sort of scouting reports of, of Wolves. Um, but unfortunately, we just don't have that strength and depth in the attacking areas at the moment to make those sort of uh, those sort of changes. So I expect it to be be pretty much the same.
0: What are you talking about? I mean, it's clearly set up for Ivan Caballero to come on, score the winner against his old club, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. You're that... not going to start through the middle? Oh, <laughs> <oatmeal. Right. laughs> I should bloody hope not. Right.
1: I think Caballero needs to worry about getting a squad number before he worries about starting a game.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. You think of all the money that's there in the bomb squad at the moment. Right. Let's uh, Let's have a look at predictions wise. Alan, what are you saying? You've been very confident. You've said we're going to score three. So, how many are wolves going to score?
2: <laughs> they're, they're going to score one,
0: and it's going to come from a, a mistake at the back. We're going to win yeah. three-one. Going to win three-one? Blimey, Frankie! What are you what are you tipping this weekend?
1: I, I would I would go for a one-all. I'm gonna, I know it's probably disappointing to not go for a full and win on the pod, but um, I think if I'm thinking, I think it'll be a one-all. Uh, I think Wolves will. I think Wolves are a really good side, um, but I don't think they've got the goals in them as we speak. So they'll score one. It's whether we can score more than more than that.
0: Yeah, you pinched my scoreline. I was going for a one-one, but there we are. I'll stick with it because you know. Right, you, I'm... you two are dropped for Sunday. Oh, <laughs> you're get the, uh... oh right, We're okay. People in for Sunday. It looks like I'm. Looks like I'm finished, lads. <laughs> See you later. Um... <laughs> Right, just to finish off on a uh, on a couple of points. A Couple of people have asked why is it called the Green Pole? Younger uh, generation of fans. Well, back in my day, you know, because I'm drawing my pension now, as these two lads know. Back in my post-war or pre-war. Steady on, mate. (laughs) Oh dear! (laughs) I don't know why I put up with these two. Um, Back in my day. It was terraced at the Hampstead and the green pole right at the back was A, what held up the stand and there are several green poles now within the Hampstead, but the one right at the back was where all the singers used to congregate and uh, that was what the noisiest section of the uh, uh, of the home end um, and we thought it was appropriate, given the characters we're likely to have on this podcast to name it in honour of the noisiest section of Craven Cottage even if That might be a bit of an oxymoron. Um, So that's why we've gone for the Green Pole, because it's where people used to congregate. And lots of people have congregated on our Hamian website over the last 20 years. We're very grateful uh, to you all. And also, I should say, for the reaction to this podcast, which is a bit of an experiment uh, to begin with. Uh, Very pleased and flattered, really, with all your comments and feedback. Uh, We'll see if they continue in terms of... uh, The performances of uh, of these two lads and the rest of the squad uh, as we go through the season. But we've started off quite well like Marco's team. Just a couple of lines to bring you um, from Fulham before we finish. A word for our under-21s. who beat uh, West Ham on Friday with goals from Sylvester Jasper, uh, Ollie O'Neill and Callum McFarland. They play at AFC Wimbledon against Chelsea on Monday night. I'm otherwise engaged on Monday evening, but people might like to get down to to Plough Lane to support Steve Wigley's side in a local derby. If you haven't been to AFC Wimbledon's new ground yet, uh, it's an excellent opportunity to take that one in. Lovely stadium. And none of the money goes back to the newly American-acquired hotel in Fulham. It all goes to the fan-owned AFC Wimbledon in terms of the gate receipts. So there's every reason for you to get around and, uh, and fork over a little bit of cash to support the next generation. And I would just say, it's not just Alexander Mitrovic who's on fire at the moment. Ellie Old scored six goals, count them six goals, as Fulham's women uh, beat the London City Lionesses development for 10-2 at Mossberg Park. On Sunday, uh, Steve Jay's team's final pre-season friendly is at Ascot Ladies at the Ascot Sports Ground next to the race course on Sunday afternoon kickoff at 2pm. Uh, if you can get along to support our wonderful Fulham FC women's team, they would very much appreciate it. And we'll keep you in touch with their progress um, over the course of the season following the women's Euros um, and following a very good season last season where they narrowly missed out on promotion, you might have seen the brilliant Mary Southgate who had the misfortune to sit very close to me for a long time of uh, following Fulham in the Hampstead End. She lifted the trophy uh, in front of the Hampstead End uh, against Luton Town and handed it over to Tom Kearney uh, for the actual trophy lift um, in a lovely moment to to give some visibility to the women's game. She's from a family of... Uh, lifelong Fulham fans, and is the captain of our our brilliant women's team. So I did want to give them a shout out on the pod. So we'll be back on Sunday to rake over the coals of whatever's happened on Molyneux, at Molyneux even. Uh, I'm going with a very early lift from a a friend of mine. We'll see how long, we'll see if I even make it to Molyneux because I might be chucked out somewhere along the M4 um, for annoying my my, my driver and my companions. Um, but in the, if I do get to the game, I'll be able to give you some analysis uh, on on Sunday. Uh, thanks very much then to Alan Drewitt. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. And thanks to Frankie Taylor. In fact, I've been asked if um, people want to give out their Twitter handles to so that people can follow our rename ramblings. Frankie, are you willing to... Share with the world your Twitter handle?
1: Yeah, it's pretty simple one, at Frankie P. Taylor. I won't tell you what the P stands for. We'll, we'll, get, into yeah. we'll get into that <laughs> next time.
0: Answers on a postcard for what the P stands for. That'll be good fun. Uh, Alan Druitt, what is your Twitter handle of choice? It's uh, Alan Druitt Jr.,
2: which is JNR. Um, anything full and related, I'm more than happy to, to talk. And if anyone has any Ideas about what they want us to discuss on the pod, please let us know. Because it's always great to get some feedback from listeners.
0: Yeah, as you know, I'm already running out of ideas, so any help would be gratefully received in that score. <laughs> uh, I'm at Dan Crawford 85, which is not how old I am, as someone is. helpfully suggested this week. It was when I was inflicted upon the rest of you in terms of my year of birth. Right, so Alan, Frankie and I have got you through that. A little period um, hopefully you'll enjoy listening to this uh, when we put it out and perhaps it's a little companion on that sort of nightmare journey to 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 modern before the game uh, on Saturday thanks for all your company we'll see you again on Sunday come on you whites